the final field and the barrier draw has been done for the Blue Diamond. Adam and I have been harping on about how we have no idea really that any of these two-year-olds are any good. That's why we bring in Brad Bishop, who's done all the form around the breeding. Who wins the Blue Diamond? Well, I've done the form around the breeding now because I heard you guys talking yesterday saying you got no idea going off the rating, so... I was coming up anyway, so I thought I'd better uh, look into the pedigree pages and see if we can help you out and try and find the winner of the Blue Diamond on Saturday. Now the field's finally set. Yeah, locked away. Any big winners or losers from the barrier draw? Oh, you, you wouldn't think barrier 16's great for Semyon. I think Jack and O, they'd be happy with barrier 10 there. Not sure. Lofty Strike, I, I think he's a horse that can overcome... Barrier 13 certainly hasn't uh, hasn't put me off him. Waltz on by was a horse that wasn't, I think, was up in the air as whether it was actually going to run in the race. And she's come up with the inside gate. And, sh- and she's another one that will feature when we do get on to talking about the breeding. So um, it's really interesting. Um, the, the big names, anyway, that I thought were the leading hopes haven't necessarily been put off any of them from the draw. I concur. I would fully agree with that. Semyon drawn out on a wing, that's probably a bit of a shame. But realistically from the shoot you're um I wouldn't have thought any of the I wouldn't have thought any of the big names would be too concerned about that. There's enough speed, we should get a true result. You put that much money at the the finish line with a bunch of fast two year olds and you'll get pace. Yeah, yeah. Look, well, the thing about Semyon drawing out there is they're probably gonna chance their arm and go forward. Anyway, you've got horses like Miss Rosiano who's gonna be uh gonna be punching forward so I think there's at least going to be a solid enough tempo that's going to hopefully ensure that the best horse wins. And I'll tell you what it's worth a fair bit to Lofty Strike if he gets there. Absolutely he's an absolutely fascinating story Lofty Strike. I think the thing that we've been talking about in the last couple of weeks is the fact that Julia Sand who has got what well at stages has been the favourite for the Blue Diamond. He's not a household name Julia Sand who only been training in his own right for a the past few years, but for him to bob up with uh, a colt by Snitzel out of overreach <laughs> as one of the leading fancies for the Blue Diamond, it's not something we w- would have scripted going into last year's breeding sale circuit, I wouldn't have thought, because as we saw in the uh, right throughout Magic Millions in January and then the Gold Coast in Eastern, even down in Melbourne there were million-dollar lots, the the need and the, the want for these well-bred colts who might end up stallions was unbelievable last season, resulted in many, many seven-figure Yearlings, and if you just just looked at the pe- pedigree page, you would have thought one by Snitzel out of Overreach would have been that two hundred and eighty thousand dollars. So, bit of a bargain. Uh, it already looks like a bargain at this stage, and if you can get the job done on Saturday, there'll be uh, quite a few extra zeros tacked on the back there of that price. I think we say a bargain. It's a lot of money, though, isn't it? Still, still a lot of money. It's yeah. still a lot for of a small money. stable. It's a big, big bet. It's a big bet, and I will tell you what, but they win um, tenfold if he wins. Yep. It's yeah. a big bet that's looking like a good bet right now. Yeah, yeah 100%. Because uh, Snitzel is one of the, the size of the moment, um, along with I'm Invincible. And ironically enough, um, neither of those two have produced the winner of the Blue Diamond yet. So uh, it'll be another thing on... There you go. That's on, a good stat from our breeding department. Yeah, on their resume, if, if he can get the job done. There's uh, a few horses in the race that are by I'm Invincible as well. Count the Headlights is uh, one of them. So... He was an $800,000 buy on the Gold Coast, so there's there's plenty riding on it. Um, I, I touched on Waltz on buy. While we're just talking about um, from a breeding perspective, Peter Moody's decided to have a crack with her. She's by I'm Invincible. She's also out of a Group 1 winner in Stay With Me, 
who happens to be a daughter of Miss Finland, who ran second in this race and then went on, went on and won the Golden Slipper. So I tried to rank them in terms of breeding. Uh, and I think we'll have Lofty Strike on top just from Waltz on by now that she's in the race. So um, if those two couldn't be precocious types, uh, like they have proven to be, then um, it's uh, a science that's not really worth paying any attention to. <laughs> it is staggering, Lofty Strike, if he is. Like, what a big win that would be, obviously, for the stable, and what a long week this would be. What a nervous wait. He's, it was really interesting listening to Julius on Melbourne Radio last Saturday morning, um, or two Saturday mornings ago, before this horse won the Diamond Prelude, in that how he approaches it. He's a trainer that's only got a small stable, like um, the majority of trainers. It's uh, it's all about the horse and just making sure health, horse welfare is um, at its premium. And he says once it gets to race morning, there's no more that he can do. He's got the horse as fit as... He can have it. It's then up to the jockey and him just hoping that the horse gets around safe and sound. That's I hope what, he's convinced himself. That's what his atti- <laughs> that's what his attitude is. And it was up until the horse won the prelude yeah. and he's now one of the leading fancies for the diamond. So maybe he might be a little oh, bit more nervous. I'm nervous on for Saturday him. morning. Yeah, it'd be a great story. He's one of the great guys. He cut his teeth with um Mick Kent, this is just from a racing point of view. He had some background overseas as well. He's from India. He came out to Australia. He's worked in a Telstra call centre and then he got back into racing and Mick Kent was a guy who played a big role in getting him to where he is today Um, and very early in his training tenure to see him bob up with one of the favourites for the Diamond. Uh, It's great to see and he's very accommodating whenever there's a media request for him to have a chat, whether it be... On uh, on course, there's many many superstitious trainers who uh, who don't want to have a chat to your pre-race for for whatever reason. But Julius never said no when I asked him at racing. And you're the mock too, Brad. <laughs> <I've mocked him. laughs> yeah, but uh, Julius, I, I, I must have done a couple of pre-race interviews where him where his horse actually won because he was always happy to come back and have another chat. So um, it would be one of the most popular victories in the Blue Diamond. I was, I was thinking about this during the week, just from a, a tweet that went out during the week about. Best Blue Diamonds and Favourite Blue Diamonds. And Miracles of Life was one that I thought was – that's my favourite just from a story point of view with Lauren Stoyakovic. Yeah, stuck with her all the way. Yeah, coming over. She won from Barrier 1. She was a favourite, so she was a popular victory. And I reckon this would probably go down as number two behind that if Lofty Strike was able to win. It does have a similar vibe. I must say, as a sidebar for punters, Julius as well is a um, terrific betting stable. He's um, he's – Betting numbers are fantastic. He wins over and above the market, so he's a good stable to find. So, um, yeah, he's uh, away from the breeding side of things. He's also a good stable just to, to have a bet on. So you can trust him turning up there on Saturday because he... Um, Surprise he's not favourite. There's a lot been made of, the um, I suppose, missing the start. With Jack Winnow. I think it's, my, without having had a, a really good... Long, hard think about it. I've got to take the dog for a walk and stare off into space and have a real think about it before I decide who I think should be favourite. But um, nothing has stood out from a ratings point of view as, as yet. They're very even lots. So are we just looking for the horse who we think might just explode out of nowhere? We're looking for one to come out of nowhere and Jackano is the obvious one. Two runs and we haven't seen him really in a spot to run well. He still managed to win one of them, but we haven't seen him in a spot that's set up nicely for him yet. So he's... um. He's got a lot more maybe about him than the others, perhaps. Mm. They don't often come from last in a diamond, though. No. If he misses the start, it's almost game over. 
Well, they certainly don't want to miss the start. No, I don't think they would. Uh, I don't think the mix are drawing up any plan about coming from last, are they? No, that's not the plan. <laughs> that probably wasn't the plan last time around. Because did he miss it or was he awkward away? He just very sluggish out of the gates, mm. and then there was a lot to like about the way he got going after that, yeah. and he did have uh, an interrupted passage in the straight. So with clear running, he probably probably wins that race. But there's going to be more to contend with on Saturday, and probably a lot of handy types as well. Well, they say in footy they say bad kicking's bad footy, bad jumping's bad racing, isn't <laughs> yes. it? He's going to have to, you know, jumping is part of it, and he will need to get that right. So, if you're um, if you're backing him as a favourite, that's that's got to be something you consider. Hundred percent. Just on a couple of others, just purely from a breeding point of view, if those uh, are struggling with the ratings and uh, can't work it we out are, for them, like we Adam are. And, Help Adam and I. <laughs> we, we touched on Simeon. Um, he's from the family of black caviar. He's out of a mare called Sistonic, who pretty much has uh, identical breeding to black caviar. Um, Sistonic was by Bella Spree out of a daughter of Scandinavia who was the dam of Helsinki. So pretty similar from a breeding point of view, Re uh, Semyon. And Miss Rosiano, this is not necessarily a two-year-old pedigree, even though Octagonal did run second in a golden slipper uh, and was a Group 1 winner as a two-year-old. Miss Rosiano is uh, a, a granddaughter um, of a sister to Octagonal. So there's some... Pretty well-related types in there from uh, one of the or among the best families in Australian racing. Speaking of non-two-year-old pedigrees, although again, like Octagonal, it's probably unfair to say Frankel wasn't a great two-year-old because he's one of the best two-year-olds I've ever seen. But Frankel has one there in in rampant line, and it's interesting that he's taken his place in the race because I know going into that preview um, where he ran well was just touched out by Dormier. The talk going into that was. He was absolutely no certainty to line up in the Blue Diamond. Um, it was a matter of see how he went that day and that might have even been it for the preparation. So he's clearly done well for connections to want to push on because that, as you've touched on, he's by Frankel, not expected to be a horse that was going to produce a Blue Diamond winner. Um, so the fact that he's there has to um, ensure that there's plenty of respect given to that Peter Moody trained runner. Peter Moody due a bit of uh, Group 1 luck. After the last couple oh. of weeks as well. <laughs> Jeez, I hope they get it in the gates. <laughs> You'd hate to be a cigarette the last few weeks, wouldn't you? Yeah. No, looking forward to it. I'll be uh, certainly cheering Lofty Strike from a betting perspective. Still yet to work that out. But hoping he runs well. And Miss Rosiano, good luck to the transcription team if it wins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they'll, um, yeah, they'll have to bring out the – they'll have the uh, music Oscar style and the big hook to drag Gelgo <laughs> off screen if it wins. Yeah, Manny, Manny or Pete. If they get paid on, they'll need a big hook. <laughs> Manny normally he gets the gets Ballarat on a Tuesday on the synthetic, but surely uh, Peter's going to bob up on the big stage if she wins the Blue Diamond. Pulls rank for the Blue Diamond for sure. Would love to see it.